Hear ye, hear ye. Usually when you you hear that, that means that the king is here. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. I love you. Oh, I love you so much. Like Typically speaking, I do podcast episodes at night when I get off work and I'm cool. I'm relaxing. I can roll me up a blunt. I had all day to experience things, all day to think about things. But I want to talk to you guys about a couple different things, you know, because at nighttime, I lucid dream. And as a Christian, <laughs> people say, how you lucid dreaming? You a Christian. And you know how as a Christian, they put all of these stipulations and stuff on us. So how we supposed to behave, what we supposed to do and things like that. Don't get me wrong. We have a standard to follow. I just want to be honest. We do have a standard that we must follow as Christians, as believers. You know what I'm saying? But we still human beings, too. You know, we're human beings. And it's hard to live up some of the, to some of the standards that human beings set for the way that Christians supposed to be, in a sense, because they feel like we're supposed to be a certain type of way when God accepts us as we are. The flawed, broken individuals that we could be sometimes God he even accepts us in this like this state right so last night I dropped the episode about why men fall right and I felt like I hit and if you hear me sniffling again I'm gonna say this one more time I suffer from allergies that's crazy with the way that with the bipolar way that um okay so Michigan weather acts super bipolar and with the way that it acts, it's like, who really knows? It's super unpredictable. And it's unpredictable regarding my sniffles, too. So please excuse them because they're going to sound like this. Sometimes, you know, I should go and blow my nose. I will probably soon. <laughs> so I was having a conversation with a good friend last night. You know, I hadn't talked to him in years. Literally, I hadn't talked to him on the phone in years. I had seen him periodically at like the store that's by my house. Like there's this liquor store that's close to my house that I often frequent and he often frequents it too. So we see each other. We say what's up to each other as we're passing by and then we go on our way. But every single time I see him, he looked depressed. He looked like he sucked of energy. Like, okay, so as a super empath, because I'm a, I am a super empath. I have a tendency of being able to pick up on people's current condition. They state not only physically and mentally, but also spiritually as well. And I do want to say for the record, as a super empath, I'm not one of those empaths that's just passive as hell and be letting people steal my energy. Because let's be honest here, as an empath, it's really, 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 really easy for narcs and people who are unappreciative of good light energy to come and try to steal your shit from you. You know, as a man, I was always told being on the light side, I'm playing favoritism. Like I choose the light in, in the sense of darkness and light. I choose the light. But the reason why I choose the light, because if there is any benefit in the dark, I don't really want to know it. I don't really know. I don't I don't want to I don't care. You know? I'm pretty sure there are some type of perks in a 
wicked, twisted, perverse type way that comes with the dark side, but I don't really care, for real. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't need to know them. I don't want them. I take a pass. So I choose the light. And as a light chooser, light bringer in a sense, I believe that it's important to protect your energy. Excuse me, I'm about to blow my nose, y'all. I'm sorry. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay, your man's he's back. I want to say for the record, I'm not a professional. <laughs> I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm working myself up there. And I never edit because I believe that it's important to give genuineness. When you speaking, if if you are a person and you have a a, a sort of substance about you, any substance, you should be able to to proclamate yourself in a very controlled and free-like way, and you don't have to deal with no editing, bro. I'm not a perfectionist, and I never have been. I'm okay with losing sometimes, too. You know how like there's wins and losses? I'm not really sure if you guys uh, listen to Meek Mills, <laughs> but he got an album. It's called Wins and Losses. And you win some, you lose some, but you live to, to fight another day. That's what Pops had said on Friday, the movie Friday. <laughs> He told Craig to put the gun down and fight like a man. <laughs> Chris Tucker told my man to put the gun down too and fight like a man. <laughs> fight like a man. So anyway, in a sense, it's a lot of honor in being, in the greatest of senses, it's a lot of honor in being of the light and being a light bringer because People want to gravitate towards your light. They want to um, sap your energy and shit sometimes, you know? And as a man, I feel like it's very, 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 listen to my words. As a man, it's very, very, very important to protect your energy. So I'm having a conversation with this guy. He's a friend of mine. I love him. He's like a brother. We did a lot of shit when we was growing up, man. We did a lot of stuff. Some stuff that... Seriously speaking, if God wanted to judge us heavily upon the things that we've done, oh, man, we'd get our ass whooped. We did so much shit. So we talking and I and before I seen him, he was looking just spiritually drained. So I'm talking to him. Right. We talking about his life. I'm not going to say his name for security purposes. Like I never really say anybody's name on my podcast. I believe that the only name that I've ever actually thrown out there was my beautiful friend. Her name is Arlene. And that's a very unique name for a woman. You know what I'm saying? I, in fact, she was the first woman that I've ever, you know what I'm saying, was friends with. Who name was Arlene. But anyway, so yeah, so we talking. And he's telling me, like, look, man, I'm not happy. I said, what do you mean? He says, 24 hours in a day. I'm not happy. Now, they ain't one of them days. Not one of them hours. I'm like, what? So what you said is seven days in a week. You telling me you ain't happy seven days? He like, man, something like that. So I'm like, okay, how about this? 
What if I introduce you to Jesus? Do you think that'd be okay? He say, man, I just feel like God been calling me for the last couple months. He just been calling me, but I don't trust him. And I'm like, damn, that's deep, bro. That's very deep. That's deeper than the ocean, the Atlantic. It could even be the Pacific. <laughs> that shit deep as hell. And it's like, I understand where he coming from because in a sense, we all as human beings, and we have uh, trust issues, you know? We, we as humans, we have trust issues. That's just some shit that we can't deny. Men and women are like, we have trust issues. When you have an issue with trusting God, that shit is deep because he is the one, he is the individual that holds your very breath, your life in his hands and you don't trust him. What's, what's the, like, what? <laughs> like, what? That's heavy. That's heavy as hell. So we talking, he's giving me reasons for why he really don't trust God. You know, and they're legitimate reasons. I'm not really sure if I should, you know what I'm saying, reveal the reasons on this episode, considering that this guy, this is somebody that I know on a personal level. I grew up with this guy, you know, and I'm not really sure if he listened to my podcast, you know. Okay, so I'm going to say this. If you do, forgive me, bro, because, again, I ain't trying to air you out, my guy, and I don't I ain't use no names, so obviously nobody knows who I'm talking about, but I just like to keep the shit real. I'm going to keep it real. So, he had some issues growing up, and there were some traumatic issues in early childhood. These early childhood issues manifested themselves into adulthood. You know what I'm saying? To where... Okay, so it was abandonment issues. He had some abandonment issues from a parent. And these abandonment issues provided an opportunity for him to want to cling on to every relationship that he had, no matter what it took. And growing up with him, he was he, he, he did that. He was fresh as hell. He had all, a lot of women. He kept them fresh and he kept that mentality. I need to get money. His desire for getting money then provided him uh, life where he is a servant. He's a servant to his children. He's a servant to his wife. He's a servant to job. He's a servant to money. When you when you put heavy emphasis on money, you become money becomes your master. When you use money as a tool to make other people happy, money becomes your master, not even the people that you're trying to make happy. It's the money. That's why when I come into contact with women in the real world, I remind them that I'm broke. <laughs> B-R-O-K-E. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm smoking, of course. I remind them that I'm broke. All caps. And the reason why I do this is because I don't want you to build expectations that I cannot fulfill for you, baby. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Am I priding myself on being broke? Hell no. Why? Because soon I'm going to be very rich. And in, in, in a sense, I'm super rich right now. If you're speaking about like physically, I'm broke. You talk about spiritually, I'm rich as hell. And that means something to some people. It may not mean something to all people. But there are some people that would rather be spiritually rich with the fruits of the spirit, which are given to us by God, 
than having a billion dollars in a bank account. Because I know some rich people that say, listen, man, when more money come, more problems. More money beget more problems. So sometimes it's okay to be poor. The little that God gives you is enough for you to sustain your life. Any more is extra. In fact, a desire for any more, any more when God is giving you enough to sustain can be even likened to greed. And self selfishness. You ever met a greedy, selfish motherfucker in your life? <laughs> you ever met one? I've had. I have met them. They exist. They these type of people are real. So essentially, what he did was he allowed money to become his master instead of God. So I said, okay, cool, bro. I got an easy fix for you. He was a year, man. I was thinking about going to church. I think it's time for me to go back to church. I can see myself as deacon. <laughs> I'm like, the deacon? My nigga. That's cool as hell because we street guys. Like, if you know me, I, I, I was born in Detroit. I lived in Detroit, Michigan. I lived in the streets of Detroit, Michigan. I roam these streets. I still roam these streets to this day. Okay, so the important thing to remember is I'm not glorifying it. I'm just saying this is where I am. Detroit raised me, you know, in a sense. So we're in, in a great sense. So when I hear another individual who I grew up with from the same streets say he could see himself as deacon. That's cool shit. You talking to the right man. You most definitely talking to the right man. I'm going to tell you why you talking to the right man, because I'm preacher. I'm the preacher man. <laughs> I've said a couple of times on this show that this is church in the most non-traditional of senses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the most non-traditional of senses. And I'm okay with that because I believe that the traditional sense is the reason why a lot of people be falling away from God because of the traditional sense. So let this be church, non-traditionally. So pay attention. Listen. I say, look, bro, this is what you need to do. Church is cool, but church can be a chore sometimes. You got to get up. You got to get ready. Got to put on good clothes. Got to make sure you you there on time with church. You got to make sure you have your money to tithe and, and be ready for the live music. Be ready for the choir. Be ready for some fire preaching because that's the fire and the brimstone preaching. And nothing is wrong with the fire and the brimstone preaching because it's still preaching. It's still a good word. The, the pastor may say something about Jesus. He may say something about Jesus that's profound and prolific. You should listen. But if you want to simplify church, I told him, like, go get you a Bible, bro. Ask the good Lord. Petition to him. That he give you understanding regarding what you about to read and dive in, my nigga. It's the greatest piece of literature known to human beings. He was like, you know what, man? All right, I'm going I'm to I'm rock with you on this, man. You know, because I'm feeling a certain type of way. And I don't think it's normal for me to feel this type of way, bro. Sometimes I think about dark things. I said, oh, no, 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 no. We ain't doing that dark negative thinking shit. No, we can't do that. Because the negative thinking is the shit that breeds all type of forms of disaster, creating opportunities for men to fall down. 
although I'm for the empowerment of women, I've said this many times, I also believe that men have hope too. We, we, we matter. I was having a conversation with a good friend. And I told her, like, you know, men, we matter. <laughs> you know, she's like, you don't got to tell me that. I know me and matter. I'm just saying, you know, we divine over here. This feminine, we divine over here. I ain't saying y'all niggas don't matter. I'm just saying we divine over here. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what's up. I get it. I get it. But we, we matter. So to tell a man who is struggling with his life due to his his early childhood issues and being a slave to to money, like, bro, come over to the light side, bro. Come on. Just come on over here. Like, as a preacher, as a Christian, as a Jew by blood, what else would I tell a man? You know, what else would I tell him? Living a life, having a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ myself, what else would I tell him? Would I tell him to chase more paper? Would I tell him to work harder? Would I tell him to work overtime <laughs> so he could take his buddy and provide for people? Would I tell him that? Or would I tell him to care about what God thinks? Try to please God. Be for the pleasing of God. Care about how he feels about your life. Care about how he feels you should be moving. What direction you should be moving in. I've been hearing a lot of helicopters lately, bro. Like real life helicopters. I'm hearing a real life helicopter right now. <laughs> Outside. And... We, I think we at war. That's what I think. I think we at war. That's why I've been hearing a lot of damn helicopters. But realize this, in a in a real sense, men we fall down due to not taking care of ourselves. We don't take care of our emotions. We don't take care of our selves. We don't take care of our masculinity. We allow it to be toyed with. We allow it to be jerked and pulled in different directions by many influences. It could be influence of an ex-girlfriend, a, a current girlfriend, a wife, a job, trying to prove some shit, a homie, a cousin, an uncle, a brother. <clears throat> How often do men stay in their own masculinity without allowing it to be uh, swayed by the influences of other people. I've said many times on my podcast that I think it's important for a man to be emotionally intelligent. And I believe this entirely and very strongly due to the benefits that come with being such. You're emotionally, you're emotionally intelligent, man. You're less likely to be swayed as far as uh, your personal self by individuals in the outside world Period. Like, okay, so I'll share a secret with you guys regarding being intimately in love with Jesus, right? So he has this he he has this armor, right? So I'm not supposed to be telling y'all this, but I feel like why not? You know, why not? I I, I like to blow the lid on stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like that whistleblower. So. Jesus, he had his armor, right? 
and he put this armor on you. So when he put this armor on you, like the armor so thorough, <laughs> it's so thorough that you are protected when you go out and when you come in. That's physical self. That's energy, too, because <clears throat> let's be honest. We're just going to be honest here. There are there is a such thing as energy vampires. OK, like I know that y'all be on my head and be saying things like, man, you always be throwing out words and terms like this, just throwing words out. You don't know what's going on. You said that there's a real life thing <clears throat> called energy vampires. I'm like, I swear there is. Trust me. All you got to do is Google it. If you don't believe me, there just Google it. You know, I say I do say a lot of stuff on here. I'm not gonna lie, I say a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'll be saying so shit, but I always, if I always also say, if you don't believe me, Google it. See, I just got an iPhone, right? So I talk to Siri a lot. Oh, so rookie shit. I don't care. I like Siri. So when I would need to know how the internet feel about like. Certain things, I talk to Siri, I ask her, and she pull up many things, many things. So if you don't believe me that there's a real life thing, a, a real life thing called energy vampires, there's a real life situation where energy vampires are, are exist. Just Google it. What else would I tell a man? Jesus put this armor on you and it protects your life and your energy. You know, see, as a super empath, I only give energy to people who I want to give energy to. There have been attempts to steal and extract my energy and, and it, it has worked in the past. But for the most part, that shit gets shut down, you know, because I'm a firm believer in karma and the, the, the uh, karmic energy. And I know when you have this armor on, typically fiery arrows. The evil lie. <laughs> uh, negativity and curses and stuff that people can send out with their own energy. They can harness these things and send that shit out. When you have this armor on, that shit like bounce off you or in a sense, you absorb it. You know, the, uh, the way that I work as a super empath is like this. Instead of being a victim. Because we as we as empaths, we can become victims sometimes due to our willingness to love and forgive and shit like that. If if this is some shit that you can relate to, what I'm about to say now, then relate to it. If this is something that you cannot relate to, okay, I get that too. I understand. In the real world that we live in, okay, sometimes empaths become victims because they love beyond. You know what I'm saying? Like They'll be in a relationship with someone that they know is bad for them. They could even be physically violent and they'll stay because they're an empath. They don't know how to let the person go. They see potential in them or they they see what they perceive to be potential because life is about perception. So they may perceive potential in a person while that person can be a whole fucking narcissist and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to know what's going on. So... Empaths, we, we get beat up sometimes. Emotionally, we get beat up. Like, I ain't doing that shit. I'd rather be a super empath that's in charge of my own energy and my own emotions 
than be a victim. I never accept the victim um, the mindset because fuck all that. I'm a survivor of anything. And in in the world that we live in, a lot of men are victims. They have reason to complain. They uh, they may have mama issues, daddy issues. They wear the shit on their sleeve. You know, it's okay for a man to be able to identify with with, with his tragedy. You know, it's okay for a man to be able to identify with his trauma. So he can say, okay, tragedy, trauma, where's the solution? What's the resolution? And get to the resolution quickly for the preservation of his life, for the preservation of his mental, (laughs) you know, for the preservation of his emotions. We have no choice but to be masculine and strong. Like what else can we be as as men, you know? What other uh, avenue do we have? We don't have many. We don't have much wiggle room. You know what I'm saying? We got to do. We got to do while we can. While we have the opportunity, you know. So I'm telling this guy, like, like, please, bro, get close to Jesus. Get in your Bible. Start reading it. Ask him for understanding before you start reading it, so everything can be made very simple and easy for you. You know. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it, bro. I'm gonna do it. I'm like, I, I also got some, you know, some tracks. That I want you to listen to it, you know, it'll help you along the way. He like, all right, yeah, man, go ahead and do it. I felt amazing. I felt great. It felt so great to be able to have this conversation with an old friend who I committed crimes with. I want to be honest with y'all. We committed some crimes that we could have been in a penitentiary for 25 at life. And that's just a true statement, a testament of how good God is. You know what I'm saying? We did some things that we could be in jail. Can God do it, bro? Like, in a sense, do I think that we deserve karma for what we've done, all the stuff that we've done? Hell yeah. That's why I've given my life to Jesus. So I'm going to deal with that karma. I told y'all karma is an unstoppable bitch. (laughs) She she is unstoppable. She know when she is like a well-guided missile. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for that. He just dropped it right on my spirit. Karma is like a well-guided missile. Know how to hit the mark and it's there on time. Like I said before, this is something that you can that resonates with you. Okay. If not, me, that means that real shit truth just go f- too far over your head. You need to catch up. I'm going to say that one more time. If this is, and I want you guys to listen, please. If this is, if this is resonating with you, amen, hallelujah. If this is going too far over your head, please catch up. (laughs) And not the stuff that's in the bottle, okay? Catch up. You may say that was kind of corny. Why you ain't even have to say that? You could have said anything, but you're going to say that shit. Okay, look. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a perfect person and I'm not a professional when it comes to this podcast and you know, but I'm gonna get there. Trust me, I'm gonna get there. I mean, it's, it's a slow and a steady pace, but I'm gonna get there. Moral of the story as men, we got to do better, man. We, we have to do better. There's no choice. We don't have any choice but to do better because we have divine feminine energy knocking on the door. 
You know, they trying to knock our socks off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They try to take over. They try to replace our asses and shit instead of conforming and working together. You know, I was having a conversation with a beautiful young lady at work. Like we're we're friends. I think I want to get a little closer. She says to me, I like divine masculine energy. It makes me feel warm and and fuzzy and comfortable. I just want to lay up under and cuddle all day. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I like to cuddle too. Boy, nigga try to get in where he can fit in. What the fuck is you talking about? And that's just real shit because I do like to cuddle. There's no manipulation here, dude. You know? There's no manipulation here. It's just all facts. You know, when a woman says, hey, I like divine masculine. I want to go cuddle with it. I'm like, damn, real shit, my G. Can we talk? Can we be friends? What's up? I want I want to, you know? We live in a world where men like all type of different women. I like women who... Don't mind respecting masculine divinity while indulging in feminine divinity if they want to, you know, to make it make sense, to match it. Like, I'm about to, okay, so it's like this. This is just my opinion. If you put a divine feminine being right next to a divine masculine being and God Almighty is the head of their life being the author of divinity being holy. Because holiness is greater than being divine, okay? So a human being can be, you got a human masculine who's divine. You got a, a human feminine woman who's divine. And then you got God Almighty who is holy. If he is at the head of their relationship and these two people come together, you got light. <laughs> And the only reason I say that is because I'm a light bringer. What else would I tell you? What else would I tell you? Of course, I told him to know Jesus. Of course, I told him to read his Bible. Of course, I told him to trust God. These were issues that he was having in his life that were causing him trouble. That was causing him trouble. That was causing him trouble. I not only told him that from a friend perspective, but I also told him for that from a, 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 a mental health and wellness perspective, too, because he said his mind was having issues. Thank you, God, so much for listening to me. I love you so much. I want you to have a blessed day, okay?